0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Stories in the Dark. My name is Gabrielle Awe and I will be telling stories that are best listened to alone, with the lights down low. Stories that are dark and creepy and sometimes dangerous. The stories are mostly written by me, unless otherwise noted, and the stories are mostly fiction. Mostly. So turn down the lights, close your eyes, and settle in to listen to Stories in the Dark. This latest story is set in the same world as The Corpse Taker. When I started working on my character bios for these otherworldly women that I mentioned, I decided that they had to have a villain who was worthy of them. So I started thinking up this character who could go anywhere and do anything. Um, Someone who would be... Basically a worthy adversary for these incredibly powerful female characters I dreamed up. And so when I did his character bio, I fell in love with his darkness. He is a terrible person. So I wanted to write a story that introduces him. So this is not like some of the other stories I've written where it's a a one and done Um, The stories that have to do with the corpse taker and the world that she's in, as well as some of these other female characters and this new villain, this is an ongoing world that I'll be creating. Um, I've got some some pretty exciting plans for it, but I want to start with at least getting their origin stories down and then move into uh, introducing how they start to interact with each other. So this story is called Mr. Vale, and it is the story that introduces this antagonistic character um, that brings together the Corpse Taker and some of my other ladies. So in later stories, I will bring together some of those characters and Mr. Vale and start to weave together more of a story arc that includes all of them together. But for now, this is the introduction of Mr. Vale. He stepped out of a shadow on the corner of two empty streets in the middle of the night, walking as though he'd been there all along. His footsteps clicked hollow and muted in the fog that lay, heavy as a blanket, across the city. You couldn't see much of him. Just dark hair and pale skin as cold as the space between the stars. He looked neither left nor right as he moved down the street. Quick with purpose, but not rushing. Rushing wasn't his style. He found that if you planned ahead with the kind of precision he expected of himself, you never needed to rush because everything happened exactly as you intended. Like tonight. He didn't need to check his watch at all to know that he was exactly where he wanted to be and exactly when he needed to be there. He breathed in the scent of wet cobblestones, dust, and loneliness. Pleased, he let himself whistle, the notes jauntily spreading out along the street, rubbing up against buildings and slinking back to tell him things. He listened "'to the filthy secrets around him as he turned the corner "'into the alley that housed his new friend. "'Alice,' he called softly. "'I'm here, Alice.' "'He didn't expect a response. "'He kept whistling as he walked down one of the cleanest alleys he'd ever seen. "'No dumpsters, no rats, "'nothing until he found a pile of boxes at the back of the alley,' neatly stacked and out of place and glowing in a certain way that only he knew how to see. He let his whistle fade out as he knelt by the boxes. He didn't notice the smell, rotting in rank. He'd smelled worse. He held out his hand, elegant and chalk-white, palm up to show he means no harm. He was an accomplished liar. Alice. He whispered as he reached out and slid a box aside, revealing a pile of trash, shuddering and trying to hide itself. His long fingers found the edge of a blanket in the pile and flipped it back, revealing a little girl with her arms around her legs and her head down. Alice had found this alley and made her nest after she'd had to leave her house. The alley was better in some ways and worse in others. In the house, she'd been warm, and sometimes there had been food. In the alley, so far, no one had hurt her, and there wasn't any blood or screaming. She couldn't go back to the house anymore. After she came out of the place in the back closet where her mom made her hide and be quiet, the place where she could still hear things she didn't understand, but she knew she didn't like, and this time was worse than normal, so much worse. After she came out from her hiding place that she loved and hated, she'd curled up next to her mom, lying down on the floor, and she waited. She'd waited and waited for her mom to get up, even though she knew she wasn't going to. And then the food ran out, and her mom was starting to smell, and she was scared that one of the men who kept knocking on the door would open it and find her, so she left with just her stuffed cat. If she'd had a coat, she would have brought it, but instead she made sure she had socks and shoes because mom always said socks and shoes would keep your feet safe, and she wanted at least one part of her to be safe when she went outside. She walked fast when she got outside. Fast, like she knew where she was going, even though all she knew is that she was going away from something and not really to anywhere in particular. She wanted to be far, far away in case someone saw her and knew her mom and maybe did things to her, too. She didn't run, because running was bad and made people want to chase you, like dogs. She'd been chased by a dog once, and she knew some things didn't see you until you ran. But if you looked normal and didn't run, sometimes they wouldn't notice you at all. Sometimes. So she walked until her feet hurt which didn't take very long because her shoes weren't any good and she wasn't used to walking far. But even after they hurt, she kept going until it got late and dark and people did start to notice her because little girls didn't often walk around the city by themselves after dark and it was hard to tell if the kind of people who noticed little girls walking alone were the kind of people who would help her or not. So she'd found a clean alley with some boxes to make a hiding place. By the time the man came down the alley, whistling and calling her name, she'd already been there for three days. She'd been there long enough to go past hungry and out the other side. Her stomach had stopped rumbling and just ached. Her head felt light, and she knew she'd never be warm again. She'd stopped crying after the first night. Now she just sat there, curled up in herself, fading, waiting for someone to find her. So when he finally came, when he held out his hand and asked her if she wanted to go somewhere warm, with too many syllables in his voice and a knife plain jaw that didn't move when he spoke, she wasn't surprised. When he told her it was time to go, she was too numb to feel very scared. Maybe a little, but not very. She knew it wasn't really a choice. She didn't have any true choices left. Only fate she knew looking at him that he was no better than the men who visited her mom different sure but not better and certainly not safe she knew that she had to go with him and she knew that where they were going would not be any place she would want to go but she figured it would be warm and sometimes there would be food he took her hand and they along with her stuffed kitty left in another shadow One that took them into a different kind of darkness.